This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 587, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, June 6th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 587. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, June 13th. Um, I do want to give a quick proviso or a little notification that uh, in this episode, I am going to slur a little. Uh, I just had dental surgery a couple days ago. I'm still kind of recovering from it, so it just means my speech is a little garbled and not quite as clear as it usually is. I recorded the last episode, episode 586, without even realizing I should have mentioned that because it may have been a little bit garbled throughout. So uh, go back, if you go back and listen to that episode, you'll be like, oh, yeah, he totally did. He sounds like he has marbles in his mouth sometimes. Um, I am only going to talk about four books today, so this is going to be a kind of a shorter episode, um, the way that some of, the, some of these episodes generally are. Uh, some of the releases I will not be talking about. There's tons from June 13th that I didn't get a chance to read yet, including Darth Vader, Deadpool Assassin, Detective Comics. I'm really behind on that. Exiles, also really behind on that. I don't think I've even read the first issue. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, Hawkman number one, uh, Hunt for Wolverine, the Adamantium Agenda number two, Infinity Countdown, Dark Hawk number two, Marvel Rising Alpha number one, Marvel 2 and 1 Annual number one, uh, New Superman and the Justice League of China, Old Man Logan, Plastic Man, Proxima Centauri, Centauri uh, Quicksilver, No Surrender, Shield by Hickman and Weaver number six, Sideways, Spider-Man Deadpool, Suicide Squad, The Flash, The Immortal Men, The Magic Order, The Man of Steel, The Weatherman, uh, Venom, Wonder Woman, and X-Men Blue. So with all that, what did I read? Um, I read Batman Prelude to the Prelude to the Wedding. This is Batgirl versus Riddler. Um, this is I'm trying to see what is the creative team here. It's written by Tim Seeley, who I believe wrote all these one shots, and uh, penciled by uh, Minkyu Young or Jung. Uh, so this is part three of the Prelude to the Weddings. Um, this was okay. It, it was not my favorite of the preludes that we've seen so far. Um, I thought after the end of the last issue. Uh, with where Riddler was, I thought there would be a little bit more from that, but it didn't feel like it really paid off. Um, in fact, it was kind of boring in terms of how Riddler was written. Uh, it's really a kind of long, protracted issue, but I, not one I thought that was necessarily the greatest. It was okay. Um, I just, yeah. I just I just thought there could have been more here. Um, I'm excited to see what happens when Harley Quinn meets up with the Joker, um, but this issue itself I thought was a little boring. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. I just I was not a super strong effort, both by uh, art or by story. It was okay. It just, I thought that even though I was frustrated a little bit by how Hush was written in the last one, at least I thought it gave a little bit more character, but this just felt like it was padded, but not necessarily the most enjoyable. Um, next up is Peter Parker, The Spectacular. So that was, a, sorry, a 5 out of 10. Peter Parker, The Spectacular, Spider-Man 305. This actually uh, I thought was kind of cool. Um, different things going on. Um, so we've got Chip Zdarsky. It was called No More Part 2, and Chip Zdarsky wrote it. I work with Adam Kubert, and I've really been enjoying this. Um, so in this alternate reality, um, they have to try and find... They, they've now broken out Doctor Doom, and they have to try and get his time platform so that uh, Peter can uh, you know, take off with... Um, Teresa and J. Jonas Jameson, and in the meantime, there's a lot of fun action, um, both by the Peter Parker of this universe and the Peter Parker we've been following, plus the kind of proto-Avengers that uh, team up with them against all the different villains, which is pretty cool. Uh, bad, bad stuff obviously happens, uh, especially to Captain America. Um, now, I, I thought this was cool. I like seeing, you know, this 
this other version of Peter Parker. I thought he was an interesting version of the character. I thought, I thought it was really cool. Um, just kind of wondering what will happen with that character in the future. But you know, I, I thought it was really cool. The issue moves fast. Um, you know, some great action. I think uh, Chip Zdarsky is just uh, really telling a great story. I think some people complain because this was originally billed as kind of being more about the supporting cast and being more, you know, kind of down-to-earth, friendly neighborhood, and now we're getting kind of crazy time jumps and alternate realities. But I think part of that's just because there's a lot of stuff going on in uh, what was happening at the end of Dan Slott's run, so maybe Chip didn't want to kind of get involved with that or have to, you know, step on his toes, but just kind of told his own story. And I'm, to be honest, I'm enjoying it. I'm along for the ride, and I'm loving it. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I... I think Kubert's uh, a great fit for the book, and I think the art, is, sorry, the story is quite enjoyable, and I thought it was great. Next up is Punisher two twenty six. Really dug this. This is this is cool. Um, it's written by uh, Matthew Rosenberg, uh, artwork by Stefano Landini, who I'm not super like. I'm not. I like his work overall, although I think he does make the armor at times a little extra bulky and not as kind of. It almost looks less futuristic and kind of cool, cutting edge than it normally would. Um, I like the way this is written. I like the, the way that uh, Castle's kind of going about doing things, how he ends up going up against all these other villains uh, as he tries to kind of take the fight to uh, to Hydra, specifically to Baron Zemo. I like when the heroes show up and what they try to do to stop the villains from kind of killing Frank. Um yeah, and they kind of they're there to kind of save his save his ass. I like the very ending, which I thought was really cool and unexpected. Um, I, I I just thought this was really interesting um, to see the heroes kind of come and now some of them are going to you know kind of help Punisher. I thought it was a cool concept. Um, I think I would give this a seven overall. I think the art is not quite as up to uh, caliber as the story. I think the story is like really interesting um, because you know. Putting Punisher in armor is kind of an odd choice, but I think Matt Rosenberg's really doing a really fine job at it, and I think I hope to be speaking to Rosenberg over the course of the next few months, hopefully. So I, I really dug it. I thought it was great. Uh, and so I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. And last but not least, we have the new uh, Thor, Thor number 1. Uh, it's by, let's see, the main story is by Jason Aaron and Mike Del Mundo, and there's a backup called The Grace of Thor with Jason Aaron and Christian Ward. Um... I don't think Del Mundo is necessarily the right fit for the book. I think it's well written, and Aaron tells a good story. It's got some good moments of levity. It's still developing the world. I just don't think that Del Mundo is the right choice for the art. I don't think he quite sells it in the way that Darderman could. Um, So I I really miss that kind of artistic take on this. I'm interested in the story. I think it's really interesting. I'm excited to see where they go with it. I just wasn't a big fan of the art. Now, Christian Ward does the backup, and I think that was actually very good. Uh, the art was very evocative and really told a story, and it had a lot of emotion to it. And I kind of wish he was the, you know, the, the main artist because I'm just the Mundo's not quite to my taste. Um, I mean, at times he has been, but generally speaking, here I don't think he quite lived up to the amazing script by Jason Aaron. So I'm going to give the issue a seven. And that's kind of a composite of what I've been talking about with having such a high. Uh, high caliber script, but uh, uh, you know our work that doesn't quite make it. Looking forward to next week. Um, some of the releases that we'll be talking about will be well, for sure we're going to be talking about Batman Forty Nine, Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Red Hood versus Anarchy, and Tony Stark Iron Man. As I've always already read those today, um, and hopefully we'll be talking about a bunch of other books as well. Um, I think I'm trying to think what else came out. Um, 
because I know like this issue was kind of a big one for Dan Slott because you had the beginning of his Iron Man run as well as you had the end of his Amazing Spider-Man run, so kind of a weird kind of uh, the beginning and the end both all in one day, which is kind of cool. Um, trying to see, just pull up previous worlds to kind of see the new releases that came out on the day I'm recording this, which is on the 20th. Um, so at Marvel, we've got 80, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 801, which I mentioned. A uh, new issue of Renew Your Vows. Uh, we have the uh, Amazing Spider-Man Worldwide Trade Paperback. I don't know which volume this is, but it's another one. New issue of Ben Riley's Card Spider. The third issue of Avengers. I'm actually already falling back on that. A uh, new issue of Cable, Captain America, Dead Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Champions. So the Chap- Champions Classic Complete Collection, which is kind of cool. Uh, Doctor Strange with Donna Cates, which is a very fun little run. Uh, Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of a Killer. Uh, there's a new issue there. We've got Infinity Countdown, a bunch of different issues that are listed. A new issue of P- Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man. It's an annual. I'm excited to read that. Um, let's see, we've got more True Believers books. We've got two on uh, Ant-Man. Uh, I think in particular one of them, maybe both of them, are on uh, Scott Lang, or maybe at least just one of them is Scott Lang focused. We've got the Venomnibus that's finally coming out, uh, which is uh, retailing for 100 US. See what else we got. We got uh, a bunch of different uh, reprintings or second printing as X Men Gold issues, uh, which with covers that are kind of pulled from seminal moments uh, in the history of Kitty and um, Colossus. We have X Men Gold 30, um, so that's a bunch of different Marvel stuff. Uh, over from um, DC, let me just pull up DC Comics. Some of the highlighted releases include Aquaman Tempest Trade Paperback. Um, not originally called that, but it's by Phil Yemenes, and it's fantastic. Uh, Batman 49 that I already mentioned. Batman the Dark Prince Charming Hardcover. Batman Sins of the Father number 5 uh, in the print issue. Uh, Batman Prelude to the Wedding that I already mentioned. Red Hood vs. Anarchy. Batman the Golden Age Omnibus Hardcover. I believe it's volume 3, but I could be wrong. Uh, new issue of Batwoman. Brave and the Bold. Batman and Wonder Woman. Uh, Future Quest, Harley Quinn, Man of Steel number four of six, Superman the Zero Hour, Trade Paperback, Wild Storm, Scooby Doo, Where Are You, uh, number 93, Trinity, Hard, uh, sorry, Trade Paperback. So, a lot of, not as much come out from DC actually, compared to Marvel's output in this particular week. So, uh, that is our episode for today. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for joining me for this review episode. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye.